0: Good morning and welcome to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. I'm Jonathan Edwards with the Hosterman team here at Citywide Home Loans. In the studio this morning, we have our MVP guest host, Rick Culp with Brokers Guild Real Estate. This is the show that brings you today's most relevant real estate insights and experiences from the industry's most dedicated players. Today, Rick and I are going to dive deep into the current real estate market here in Colorado. The changes we have all been anticipating have finally arrived and we think it's a good thing don't we rick we do think it's going to have actually a positive effect on the market i think so stay tuned for a triple play of denver's hottest listings and a quick disclaimer that citywide home loans and brokers guild real estate are not affiliated entities listeners are not required to use other participant to work with the other participant rick thanks for being our mvp guest host on the show this week i am super excited rick's been on the show with us a couple of times Rick, you are a huge supporter of our show, and we thank you deeply for that. Thanks for coming on again. Absolutely, thanks for having me. Rick's Rick's been in the uh, real estate industry here in Colorado for, what, 25 years or so, Rick? Actually, closer to 28 now. 28 years. And and Rick was a very big producer uh, back in the day. He sort of transitioned a little bit, although he is still producing quite a bit. Um, and by producing, I mean selling homes, helping buyers to buy homes. But he's also doing more of a uh, mentorship and training role now with Brokers Guild Real Estate. How's that going, Rick?
1: It's going really well. So what I do is I work with all of our new agents And kind of help train them and mentor them as they get started in their real estate career.
0: And I think that is really, really important that you have that when you're getting started in real estate. Real estate on some level is still sort of a wild, wild west a little bit in that you can go and you can get your real estate license and you do have to study hard for that test. But after that... You know, you're kind of on your own in s- to some degree you do. You have to have some mentorship for the first few transactions. Is that right? Well, you should. When you
1: study to be a real estate broker, one of the requirements of your employing broker is that you are to be held under a high level of supervision for two years. It's unfortunate, but that doesn't always happen.
0: And I think it doesn't happen a lot more than people might think out there. And so this is, you know, how many pages is the real is the purchase contract these it's days? Eighteen pages. Eighteen pages of legal you know, <laughs> legal jargon, if you will, Rick. But then you've got other con- contracts as well, like a buyer's agency agreement. What are some of the other contracts that agents need to know about as well? Well, we obviously have, like, as you mentioned, the buyer agency contract that
1: um, would be initiated between a buyer's broker and their client. And then we have the listing agreement between the seller and the broker, as well as a number of disclosures that are important and need to be properly filled out. So that's kind of what I do. I make sure all the contracts, paperwork is done, and then as contracts are written by brokers, as as new agents receive offers on their listings, I review them to make sure that that
0: they're reading them properly. Absolutely. And, and so there is a lot that you need to know if you're a new real estate agent in this industry. So if you're uh, if you're out there and you're thinking about buying or selling your home, uh, seriously consider working with somebody experienced like Rick, who's been in the industry for a long time. He's seen the cycles. He's been through it today. And that's one of the things we're going to talk about today, right, Rick? We're going to talk about real estate cycles. Absolutely.
1: And, and, and we do have cycles. It's similar to other markets like the stock Market, you have bear markets and uh, and you have you know bull markets, and we see kind of the same thing in real estate. In the past, we've kind of seen a seven to eight year cycle in real estate, and we had the crash in '07 and '08, but we really didn't see a pickup. Until, what, 13, 14, and now here we are in 2022, which is eight years later, and we have been anticipating this shift. I thought we'd probably see it last year, but with all the programs that lenders were offering people post-COVID, it kind of delayed the inevitable, and now we're seeing it.
0: That seems fair. Well, let's dive in, Rick. I mean, let's, let's talk about what we're seeing. You and I are sort of the boots on the ground, right? Uh, let's talk about what we're seeing so that our audience has a good idea as to what they're getting into if they are thinking about buying or selling a home. Uh, probably the most obvious change that we're seeing right now has got to be interest rates.
1: Well, obviously, with you being with Citywide Home Loans, you guys yeah. are right on that. And I'm, yeah. uh, we're seeing refis obviously show to slow down. Yeah. And we're also seeing... Um, Inventory picking up a little bit as a result of that because that higher interest rate obviously knocked a lot of people out of the market. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the people that are in the market are able to maybe write an offer and actually get it accepted. Yeah. And then what I'd like for the consumer out there that's been thinking about selling, but they're like, well, we're not sure if we can find a house. Now is the time. You can still get a good price for your home, but you can still find a replacement home. I think there's a better opportunity to not feel so pressured to be rushed into making a A knee-jerk decision on a replacement home.
0: Yeah, so to give our audience an idea of what interest rates have done, from our... our Our all-time low and what I like to call sort of the heart of COVID, right? That's where we saw interest rates the lowest they have ever been from a mortgage standpoint. And we were seeing rates in you know, probably without points in the mid to high twos, probably somewhere in that neighborhood. Well, we're starting to see rates in the high fives right now, Rick, Mm -hmm. Uh, mid to high fives, let's say. And so that's about a three percentage point swing. In in a relatively short period of time, I mean, three points is probably over the last year and a half, maybe. But just over the last, say, four months, five months or so, I mean, we've seen rates shoot up one and a half to two percentage points. And that's a significant difference. Somebody that was approved, you know, six months ago at, let's say, four percent. And right now their interest rate, and I'm making this up, but don't quote me on rates here, but in the neighborhood, let's say, of 5.75%, right? That 1.75% difference is really going to have a huge impact on their monthly payment and thus their their debt ratios and ability to purchase a home. So you may have been showing somebody six months ago a $500,000 home, and they were maxing out their debt ratios But now you're probably showing them $375,000 home, right? That's what we're seeing. And I know people that were
1: being qualified back in December, rates were 3%. Yep. Now they're close to 6%. If you were at a $600,000 pre-approval, then you're out of the market.
0: You're looking at a totally different neighborhood. You're kind right? of the,
1: you're kinda out of the market. For now. a different
0: home. You are. And and I think that what will happen, and, and you and I have talked about this, and I think that values will start to decline a little bit and will catch up a little bit for those folks, but we're not there yet. We're not seeing that sort of decline quite yet. I think we're starting to see it a little bit. Uh, I had a question the other day as to why have interest rates risen so much? And it, it, my response to that, is, there's probably a number of reasons for that, but probably the biggest reason out out there in the market and the economy is that uh, we're in a place right now where inflation numbers are, are higher than they have been in a while and inflation is, is something we want to try and fight if we can if some inflation is okay but a lot of inflation is gonna have a bad impact on the economy one of the tools that the Fed the Fed has to fight inflation is to raise interest rates right yeah and, and- I've been told by, by
1: mortgage brokers um, such as yourself and your team uh, leader Dave that while the, the when the Fed raises rates, that's not a direct um, hit on interest rates, but it does have an impact at some point, doesn't it? In other words, do do lenders typically increase rates pro, when the Fed announces an increase? Do the rates go up at that time, or do they wait until the Fed has actually raised? the rate, and then do we see the rate increase on interest rates for homes?
0: So, so that's a great point. So what Rick's saying is when the Fed decides to raise the federal funds rate, which is the rate at which banks lend money to each other, does that do, is there a direct correlation between that and interest rates? So in other words, if they were to raise the Fed funds rate by a quarter of a percentage point, do interest rates rise by a quarter of a percentage point? It, it, it is not a direct correlation, but it's typically a pretty good Indicator. If we see the Fed funds rate adjusting up or down, we're probably going to see mortgage rates do the same thing. Mortgage rates are more tied to the ten-year Treasury uh, than they are directly to the Fed funds rate. But, um, but that's why we're seeing interest rates having risen lately. Is we're really trying to? And by we, I mean the Fed or the federal government is trying to fight off these rising inflation numbers. This tends to be their best tool to do so. Um, it's not great for an economy or for. Um, for consumers and folks that need to just live their lives every day, but we'll see how all that plays out. Um, what impact does this have on home values? We kind of just touched on that, Rick. I, I think personally that you're going to start to see home values come down a little bit, or at least you're not going to. You know, at one point, a, a homeowner put put their house on the market for whatever price they wanted, and they were probably going to get ten or twenty percent more than that. Is is that? fair to say? It's
1: fair to say, um, and I think that what's going to happen is we we had demand that was in such excess of our inventory, it was creating this multiple offer situation that was driving prices. Well, with the interest rates going up and some of these buyers now kind of having to go to a different price point, we are now seeing listings on the market for 2 3 weeks and 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 some sellers are freaking out uh but we're actually getting closer to a more normal market you know a, a good real estate market is where the both the buyer and the seller feel like they got a good deal right and
0: if we look at the market the way it's been that's the last a great way to put it Rick I haven't heard anybody say that <laughs> yeah. but that's that's really true you know both sides feel like they walk away from the transaction and and they did well but that has not been the case the last no. few years the buyers buy, absolutely feel like they're they're getting
1: really getting the uh, uh, they're, they're, yes they're having to bid and outbid and and and, and 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 offer appraisal gaps and and while it's been great for the seller That just cannot continue. And so Mm. we're going to get back now, hopefully, to a little bit more normal market,
0: and it'll be better for everybody. And that gets to my next couple of questions here. So what's the impact on buyers? For me, I would say that our buyers who have tried so many times to put offers on homes to get under contract that haven't been able to because there's 20, 25, 30 other offers on those properties, if they still qualify – then they're going to have a much better chance of getting it under contract on a property. you may still have multiple offers, but you may have a more reasonable you know two three four maybe five offers on a property instead of twenty five
1: that's correct i you hit it on the head there I think um, the buyer that's really struggled to get a property under contract um, if they've not lost um, um, if they've not lost their patience and given up, I'd say jump back out there because now's a better opportunity.
0: I would agree. I think now you've got a chance to really find something at a more reasonable price too, Rick. I, I think the prices have got had gotten so out of control that, you know, it, when you overpay on a, and we've we seen this multiple times, an $800,000 home that sells for a million dollars, you know, that's a lot of time that it's going to take you to make up that, what, 22% difference that you just paid on that property. I mean, that's that's years. So, you know, if you can get that property more for what the actual value is, I think that's a better buy for you. Now, I'm sorry to say for sellers that I think the heyday for sellers is behind us i think uh, they are not going to own the market in a way that they have the last few years
1: i would agree i mean it's it's one of the new agents i'm working with now uh uh, has a listing over in denver uh, a two-bedroom one-bath condo for three hundred it it's been on the market for almost three weeks and does not have an offer yeah now a few months now this Particular complex is not approved for FHA financing. So that has a little bit of an impact. But a few months ago, that scenario would not have happened. So that is... Uh, As you said, that is a huge change.
0: And that's where we're starting to feel the change, Rick. I think on the ground, like I said earlier, you know, you and I are sort of boots on the ground working with clients, getting out there every day and trying to help these clients get under contract. When you start to see those shifts, that's what we want to talk to you guys, our audience, about so that you can be aware of kind of what we're seeing in the market and not get left behind. You are listening to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report on ESPN Denver 1600. Check out past episodes on our podcast at 1043thefan.com. For mortgage questions and information, give us a call at 303-921-5747. If you would like to get in touch with Rick Kulp with Brokers Guild Real Estate to discuss buying or selling your next home, Rick, what is the best phone number that people can reach you at? My cell number,
1: and that number is 303995. Four seven eight,
0: eight All right, Rick, and uh, this is one of my favorite parts of the show here. We get to talk about hot listings that are out there in the market right now, and I've got a few here, um, and I'll just kind of touch on these, but I think this is a great opportunity. You know, there are still uh, lower inventory numbers out there, so we've got some great agents here that have some great properties for you. The first one is Manajay Saidi, and she's with Brokers Guild Real Estate, and Manajay has a property at 2207 South Waco Court. This one's on the market at 549,000, just over 1700 square feet, a 3 bed, 3 bath single family residence. Looks like a beautiful home. Uh bright and clean home has just been updated. 2 car attached garage comes with plenty of storage space. Exterior entrance, bonus side parking. If you'd like some more information on this property, give Monaje a call at 720-205. Three five six three, Tommy Carafa, one of our good friends here on the show. He's been on many times. Tommy has a great listing in Larkspur, and this is one one five four nine Haskell Creek Road. Uh, just over a million dollar list price at one million eighty thousand. 3,674 square feet, uh, five bed, three bath home. This is a very rare opportunity. Colorado country living at its best. Unobstructed, breathtaking views of the Rocky Mountains. If you'd like some more information on this property, reach out to Tommy Carafa at 303-257-3891. And finally, Tony Martinez with Brokers Guild Real Estate has a great property at sixty two hundred five Janice Way. That one's in Arvada, and it's on the market at seven hundred nine thousand nine hundred. Just over two thousand square feet, three bedroom, two bath, single family residence, uh, totally remodeled with three bedrooms and two baths, bright. Bright home, offers a nice open feeling, corner lot, big backyard. If you'd like some more information on this property, reach out to Tony Martinez at 720-329-6254. Rick, great information so far. We've got a little bit of time left here. Let's continue to sort of dive in and talk about some of the stuff that we're seeing um, in the real estate market today. Um, do you think we will start to see more foreclosures and short sales um, in this type of a market environment? Absolutely. Um, and and I'm
1: a, if anybody out there is experiencing foreclosure or short sale, give me a call again. I've had a lot of experience with this back in '07 and '08 during our crash. Um, I was fortunate enough to connect with some banks and be a listing broker for some of their REO um, properties. And I've helped a number of people that have been in a short sale situation. We're seeing 75 to 100 short sales a week now. Hit, hit I, I get a report. We're seeing that.
0: That's up. There was very few for for a long time okay so you're starting to see those numbers already increasing they're increasing okay. and,
1: and sure I just had an agent yesterday that told me they wrote an offer on a short sale we're starting to see that the people bought a house a year ago had to bid it up mm-hmm. now they're being relocated with their job they're having to sell yeah unfortunately they can't get quite what they paid for it a year ago and now they're in a small short
0: sale situation it's going to happen all right um, and, and so the reason uh, I, and maybe you have an opinion maybe you Going on this. Why do you think that we're starting to see more foreclosures and short sales? Are people not being able to find work and so they don't have the money to pay for their mortgages? I, th- I actually think it's a residual of the COVID and and the money that was
1: put out. Many lenders did what was called a forbearance on their loan, and it gave people an opportunity to, to not make a mortgage payment, in, in most cases a year and maybe even sometimes longer. So they did not have to make a mortgage payment on their house for a year, and they were able to keep that money in their pocket. They were A lot of people were able to get um, unemployment and subsidies from the government attributed to COVID. Well, now we're back post-COVID, and that, that money's run out. Yeah, And they can't make their mortgage. They've, their business closed. They can't get it, as you mentioned, sure. can't get a job.
0: And so we are so seeing that start to take off. All right. Well, that you know that's interesting. It's really not something that we've seen over the last few years. But certainly uh, during, as you mentioned, the crash, right? And the crash is right around that 2008, 2009 period where our housing market really just crashed. I mean, you couldn't really sell a house, right? The opposite of what we saw a couple of years ago or in the last couple of years, I mean, it was harder to sell a house during that time. Um, So this is all cyclical. In the markets, as as Rick mentioned earlier, just like the stock market, the real estate market is cyclical as well. What are your thoughts, Rick, and your feelings about what we're going to start to experience over the next, say, three years? Okay, so just relating to what you said about the market back
1: during the crash, our inventory hit a high level of 36,000 units. Okay. We've been working with two to 3,000 units this year.
0: That's crazy.
1: So that's, crazy. that's 10% of what we had back then. I don't think we're going to see those kind of numbers again, but we are going to start seeing inventory increase. Um, and, and as I said, I think initially it will be – a positive outlook for the market. Now, if the country goes into some type of recession, and I'm not an an analyst, a financial analyst, Mm -hmm. that could continue to escalate that situation. But for right now, if we just kind of move as it's trending, I think we are going to see some – uh, some foreclosure and short sell numbers, and just in con- general, the consumer will starting start listing their homes, moving into the market, selling, moving down, moving up, and we'll just start getting back to a more normal market.
0: So uh, just thinking about the numbers you just gave us, if at one point after the crash or during the crash or whatever, you're at 32,000 listings, right? Somewhere around 32,000. And then the complete opposite, the other end of the spectrum, we're around 2,000 um, units for sale, so a healthy market to me has got to be somewhere around fifteen sixteen thousand houses on the market, and that 's probably a house that is listed on average takes what sixty to ninety days on the market, probably if we had inventory levels at that. At that high,
1: maybe not quite that much. Okay. I think we might see levels of six, eight, nine thousand. Okay. I mean that might that be that sounds about it. that seems reasonable compared to where we've been. Now, could it? Could we get back to that? Oh seven and oh eight. Like I said avoiding a recession, no, I don't think we'll have that. A lot of that was driven by bad loans and a lot of yeah, bad decisions. right, right, absolutely. And, and, and the lenders have done such a good job in recent years with tightening loan guidelines that the reason people are in foreclosure now are for different reasons than they were back then.
0: I would agree with you on that. I think that's a great outlook over the course of the next three years. Things will start to normalize, start to stabilize a little bit, which I think the real estate market really needs right now, right? I think things have been so crazy. I mean, if you think about it, so I got into the business 10 years ago in 2012. I've only experienced increased value since then increased values year over year that are roughly in the double that are in the double digits basically every year some the last couple of years I think they're 15 to 20 percent year over year prior to that it was closer to like 9 to 11 percent year over year that's not sustainable for the long term I mean this this market is, is due for a correction, in my personal opinion. Um, and I think that we're starting to experience that and we're starting to see it. I don't think it's something to be scared of or to be concerned about necessarily. I think it's probably the natural cycle at this point in the real estate market that things have to correct themselves a little bit because it got a little out of hand.
1: I would agree. I think you're, you're, you're right on with that. Um, and, you know, one of the things that we were going to discuss here is – are you more optimistic for buyers and sellers in the next three years? Well, I'm optimistic for both. I'm optimistic that buyers are going to be able to go out and actually be able to Go out for a couple of weekends with their brokers and look at six or eight or 10 or 12. And not
0: feel like you have to put an offer in right now and you have to give up the kitchen sink and everything involved with that. you got to make a decision. You know, I think buyers are going to have a little bit of time to think about their offer on these half million dollar, you know, even million dollar properties. It's a lot of money. And I think people were feeling uncomfortable about the way in which they had to go buy a house. absolutely and and and
1: that's the buyer side let's talk about the seller side maybe you're not going to get quite the increase on your home that you would have gotten in this past market. But you're not going to pay either on the other side. Yeah. And, you know, we're probably going to start seeing some content home sale contingencies out there. Mm-hmm. Like some buy- sellers have said, well, what if I write a contingent offer on my home selling? Nobody wanted to take that because yeah. of this competitiveness. Yep. But now with the market slowing a little bit, you might actually be able to get, write a contingent offer and be able to get it accepted.
0: I would agree with you. I think you're right on that. Uh, you are listening to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report on ESPN Denver 1600. Check out past episodes on our podcast at 1043thefan.com. For mortgage questions and information, give us a call at 303-921-5747. If you would like to get in touch with Rick Kulp with Brokers Guild Real Estate to discuss buying or selling your next home, Rick can be reached at 303 995 four, seven, eight, eight. Rick, I, we've got a couple more minutes here. So one of the things I wanted to talk about, you had mentioned just now um, contingent offers. And that was something that over the last few years, I mean, there, A contingent offer is where you have to sell your current home and need those funds to purchase your next home. Why that's not attractive for a seller to accept that offer is because if your current home doesn't sell, then they got to put their home back on the market. And if they have another home lined up, I mean, there could be a domino effect there, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: So basically agents and buyers have tried to get very creative over the last few years and try to figure out ways to submit offers um, at non-contingent so that they don't have to sell their current property. That's done in a number of different ways. Sometimes people use investments uh, as the down payment retirement account funds. Um, One thing that has come up over the last year or so, maybe two years, I guess, is bridge loans. Bridge loans being something where um, a lender will provide funds for you to purchase your new home before you have sold your current home, allowing you to submit an offer, a contingent offer. And then a number of variations of the bridge loan have come out since then. Uh, we do have some options there. So if anybody listening has a situation where, you know, you think you might need a bridge type loan to purchase your next home, certainly give me a call. I can chat with you about some options that you have there. We've also seen some other kind of creative programs starting to come out of the woodwork, Rick, um, you know, during this time period, people are trying to get creative so that they can go out and buy homes. And that includes investors as much as it includes first time home buyers. Um, if, if anybody out there has any questions or wants some more information on that, please give me a call. Uh, but we're seeing some interesting lending tactics out there, Rick, which we saw 15 years ago. Although I will say that they seem much more responsible in their guidelines.
1: Yeah, that that's kind of what triggered our market crash in 07 and 08 is we had a lot of people doing no-doc loans, stated income loans, loans that were – these were people that were W-2 employees, but that those loans were designed for self-employed people. Right. And they were – it was the wrong loan. They were negative AM loans where you had options that you could actually make a negative AM payment. Yep. And so – the lenders have just cleaned that up. It's been a more responsible market, and so I think that um, the situation will be different this time for sure.
0: Yep, I would agree with you, Rick. We got another probably two minutes here. This this show is, after all, on ESPN Radio, right? ESPN Denver. Um, are you a hockey fan? Somewhat.
1: Well, obviously,
0: it's pretty hard not to be right now. The way I, the I'll tell playing. you, I've, ju- I've jumped on the bandwagon. It is fun to watch the Colorado Avalanche. And actually, we've been watching all the games.
1: Yeah, I've watched several of them. You know, um, just how strong and fast that team is. They're a little bit bigger than they were last year. Last yep. year, the knock on the team was they were fast, but they got pushed around a little bit in the playoffs. This yep. year, they've got a little more size. And they're just so fast, and they're that, just, that's speed. They're just out skating
0: their opponents, and they're just uh, they're looking really good. It, it's been fun to watch some high scoring games too, uh, but that's been fun to watch. And right here in our hometown, we've got uh, we're going to have the finals coming up here soon. So um, the other one is uh, the Broncos. Are we? Are you a Broncos fan?
1: I'm a Broncos fan. I used to attend a lot of games. Still make one every now and then. And of course, the big talk is having Russell Wilson. Yeah, uh, is now is our starting quarterback. We've got some good young receivers. We've got good running backs. I thought our defense, with the exception of maybe one or two games, they kept us in every game last year. The offense just couldn't score. So when you add our, 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 our offensive changes, especially at the quarterback position, I think the Broncos are going to be they're going to be pushing hard in that division this year.
0: And that division is a scary division. Ex- I, I'm a Bills fan, and I'm not really looking forward to playing any of those teams when it comes to the playoffs. Hopefully we're fortunate enough to get back to the playoffs this year. Uh, but I don't want to have to to play any of those teams in, in the Broncos, uh, the Kansas City. Was it the uh, AFC West? Yes. Yeah. All right, Rick. Well, as always, thanks so much for joining us on the show today. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Rick Culp is a wealth of knowledge. If you have questions or would like to chat with Rick about buying or selling your next home, reach out to Rick at 303-995-4788. Thank you for tuning in to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. If you have a question about financing for your next home or refinancing a current mortgage, give us a call at 303-921-5747. Don't miss next week's show right here on ESPN Denver 1600 every Saturday at 7 a.m. And you can find past episodes on our podcast at 1043thefan.com.